Over the years of recording this podcast, there were a few episodes that have really stuck in my mind. And I was looking for this clip and couldn't believe that I hadn't extracted it as its own standalone episode. This, ladies and gentlemen, is How You Sell Insurance by John Shettle. Uh, because be I, wanted, I wanted to keep my hand in the game and yeah, I wanted sure. to know how the market felt because it was the best way to manage salespeople was to kind of know what they were up against yeah. and kind of the vibes of the market. And so he kind of began, you know, he said, you know, run XYZ manufacturing. Um, I've got this yacht. I've seen your ads. I, you know, want to get a quote, my insurance. So first thing I did was express some knowledge about the vessel that he owned. Um, asked him what kind of engines he had in it. Yeah. Expressed some knowledge about the engines and the fact that he probably was very, very pleased with how they performed and the, uh, and the, and, and the very efficient burn rate of the engines and the low maintenance, et cetera, immediately engaged him. So he was felt relaxed. He began to engage in just discussing yep. about the boat, which was terrific. And then I said, well, you know, what we really try to accomplish here is really match you with the right carrier. Because how long do you think you're going to own the boat? He says, well, I love the boat. I'll probably keep it at least another seven to 10 years. I said, well, that's what I kind of need to understand because what I want to accomplish for you is over the term of period that you anticipate owning this yacht to get you the best coverage I can at over a long period of time, the lowest cost, which doesn't mean that it's the lowest price or premium this year. Mm-hmm. So let me kind of get into that a bit. Your vessel, your vessel's 12 years old. Most companies, after 15 years, they're going to want the boat surveyed. You're going to have to pay for that. Survey's probably going to be 800 or $1,000. On top of that, surveyor's wow. going to find all these odds and ends that they're going to want fixed, right? So the company that I would have in mind for you actually goes out to 20 years for your vessel because of the high build quality, right? So that's a factor in who I would select. And again, I assume the sale, whom I would select to insure your yacht. So I presume that he would buy from me. So the other thing I look at with a yacht like yours is how the insurer will conduct repairs. Um, because if something unfortunate should happen, um, uh, you're going to want this vessel to look like new because it's a very high-quality yacht. So, for instance, I knew who he was comparing us with, a company called Boat US. And, a competitor uh, of yours. A competitor of ours. Yep. That, you know, and I said, so, for instance, let's just say at night you happen to scrape up against an unlit Billy, could happen to anybody. Um, you're going to have a lot of paint and fiberglass damage to one side of the boat. So under the boat U.S. policy, they have a patch clause. All they really have to do is sand that out and paint that spot and fare it in. So in two or three years, somebody's going to look at it yeah. and be able to tell that it was patch repaired. The company that I would insure you with would actually have the responsibility in their policy form to refair and repaint that entire side of the vessel, 90% of which is undamaged. Mm. And so those are the kind of things and factors that we look at in terms of who we would select. Uh, Finally, um, I look at um, 
for a 12-year-old vessel of this caliber, which company is going to have the most price stability over three, four, five, six years that mm-hmm. you would continue to renew with them? Because over time, you really get the best deal over long-run cost of when you can continue to insure with the same company that likes the kind of vessel that you own that's going to give you credits for claims-free experience and give you credits for longevity as a policyholder. Yep. So those are all the things that would that would that will lead me to my recommendation as to who to insure with. And as the conversation went on, you, you could just tell he was completely all the things that he'd never thought about yes, or that's right. would never think about yeah. in buying insurance. And you start with what's almost a commodity product. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you, but actually it isn't. Right? I don't think any insurance is necessarily a commodity product. Mm. So when you began to disaggregate and think about things that the normal buyer is not going to discern because they would have no ability to discern it, um, essentially then you have a value proposition in you as the agent. We never, ever discuss premium. Right. I called him back an hour later. I didn't tell him I got him one quote, two quotes, three quotes, or four quotes. I said, the company that's best suited to insure your vessel for all the reasons we discussed is XYZ, and the premium is $2,314. He said, fine, go. And so that's, that is kind of the difference in approach, mm. right? So I think a big part of it is not to get trapped into the client's expectations of um, what you guys do is you get me quotes. So if you can get me four quotes, I can call another broker and he can get me three more quotes, and then I can call a direct writer or two and they'll get me two more quotes. Yep. Right? And then I pick the lowest price. And I think when we as an industry, as agents and brokers, get into that game, we just lose. Hmm. And I think when you sell it the right way, the likelihood of this person whose anecdote I just described leaving would only be if we screwed the service up. Yep. And so when we began to sell like that and retain business like that, um, and didn't go out to renewals and say, I got you three quotes at renewal, right? And went out and, and basically made a renewal presentation based on what we felt was in the best long-term interests and needs of the client. What we found is our retention just went up and up and up and up. And the pressure that we had to write new business went down and down and down because we had less churn. Mm. And then we were also more effective at writing new business. We got more referrals from happy people that said we knew what we were doing. So that, that to me, is, is an example of how one can really effectively sell in the property casualty industry and not fall into the what I think is the lazy trap of, of, of going out, making sure that you've got you know, all the competitive markets in the world that you think you need, and then making sure that you can just deliver the cheapest price. I think that's not a great, you know, foundation to build a, a business. And I think a lot of a lot of brokers in our in our business kind of accidentally over time or through example fall into that, that mm-hmm. mindset and that trap. 